0: Welcome everybody to another exciting episode of Legends in the Dark, where we delve into more stories regarding the unexplained, unsolvable, and downright unsettling. My name is Jason.
1: And I'm Leslie.
0: And how are you doing today, Leslie?
1: Not bad. Uh, Enjoying the October, enjoying the cooler weather, Mm. watching all the scary movies. Lots of
0: scary movies coming out, lots of classics to watch.
1: Dude, I can't wait for the new Halloween one coming out. Are you you gonna watch that? Oh
0: yeah. 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 Good old Michael Myers. What kind of shenanigans will he be getting into this week, this year?
1: I saw the new trailer. It looks pretty good. It does. Yeah, I love Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: Who doesn't? But Michael uh, Myers. Michael Myers <laughs> doesn't apparently. Maybe or maybe he loves her too much. Mm. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay. So where are we at tonight?
0: Today we are going to be traveling to Russia for Ooh. my story. Today is about the Russian sleep experiment.
1: Oh, I've never heard of this, but that sounds kind of creepy.
0: It's creepy. This all takes place at the end of the 1940s, where the Soviet military performed an experiment where they put five prison inmates and sealed them in a chamber, right? Sealed them in a chamber already kind of starts off like it's a little bit not, yeah, not, not good and not, good. not 100% legal. Yeah, um, well,
1: I mean, it's Russia.
0: That's true. And they dosed it, dosed everybody, all the inmates. They dosed them with a stimulant gas. This this whole thing was a uh, an experiment in sleep deprivation.
1: What year was this?
0: This was uh, again the end of nineteen forties. It didn't specify specifically. It just said towards the end of the nineteen forties. Oh, I
1: thought maybe like because when you said the end of nineteen forties, I was thinking about like World War Two. If it was like mid forties, like if it was during the World War Two, if you said prisoners, but the like prisons were prison
0: inmates. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was like a sleep deprivation experiment and uh, these inmates they were promised there they were promised freedom if they could go 30 days without sleeping and I guess like as they like I said they were dosed with a stimulant gas to keep them awake so during the experiment they the first few days were uneventful you know just all just kind of chilling in the chamber that is calm and everything as people <laughs> sealed in a chamber can possibly be yeah I
1: was going to say like when you say chilling in the chamber I'm almost like mm okay
0: so first few days uneventful. By the fifth day, uh, all the pre- all the inmates that were in there show- started showing signs of stress. Uh, you know, bemoaning their circumstances. Uh, Complaining, agi- well, uh, agitation.
1: They have a right, like. Well, they're
0: already in prison, so yeah. I mean, of course, they're gonna bemoan their circumstances. <laughs>
1: well, they are in a sealed they're, chamber. They're in a sealed so chamber, like, and before that, they just were in. say, a... Like, oh god, they were just such whiners. Like, oh. <sighs> I
0: know, like, come on, guys. We're providing you like three square meals a day, right? Little and
1: all the stimulant gas you can inhale. the hell.
0: Stimul- all man, you gotta have that stimulant gas. So. Again, it's like bemoaning their circumstances, you know, agitation. After a while, they stopped communicating with each other, the inmates, uh, and started whispering into the mics because they all had microphones. Uh, They started whispering compromising information about each other to earn researchers' favor into the microphones. They're trying to get out a little bit, maybe a little early. By the ninth day is when the screaming began
1: oh my god, so it didn't even take, like, if you're thinking 30 days, you know, Yeah, they, they were month. supposed
0: to make it 30 days without sleep. And this
1: sleep. Is by nine, day nine, it's like, nope, it's all already off the rails. It's
0: already, they're already gone, but it's so screaming again on the ninth day. Uh, some of the subjects were just running around the chamber screaming at the top of their lungs. Some of the more quiet inmates, you Now also, and just keep in mind, also, there's only five of them in there, so, I mean, like, you have maybe a couple that are running around screaming. Uh, you have a few a little more quiet uh, subjects who were ripping apart books they had been given they've been given books to read while they were in there smearing them with feces and plastering them onto the two-way mirrors so they could not be observed because they were the, they were sitting there looking at them through these two-way or one-way mirrors two-way mirrors I guess I don't know how I forget how you say that but yeah no it's two-way one, oh, one-way oh, one-way yeah so one they way they way. can't see but we, we can see in okay yeah. So yeah, they're smearing these this paper a, with feces. and wouldn't plas-
1: it a wouldn't it a two-way mirror be a window?
0: Basically, shut up, Leslie. <laughs> so yeah, so they're smearing these these papers with feces, plastering them on the window, so they could, so the researchers could no longer, you know, actually observe them. Almost as suddenly as this all started, the screaming stopped. Communication stopped entirely; like they weren't hearing anything from the inmates inside the chamber anymore.
1: Through, their microphones? Through, the, through the
0: microphones or anything like that there was no noise just period it was just silent but the research the researchers finally they started getting worried they're like okay so what's going on with our with these inmates you know we got to check on them they went on via the intercom in the, in the in the room they told let the inmates know we are opening the chamber to test the mics please step away from the door and on the floor flat or you will be shot Again, this is prison, so that's kind of... And Russia. And Russia. They also let them know that compliance would earn freedom for at least one of them. Now, the... here's where it kind of gets a little bit weird. So the only thing, the only response they got was a, f- one, a single voice inside the chamber saying, we no longer want to be freed.
1: Just one voice. And I just heard
0: a single voice just saying, so one, so, was, the... so one of the inmates in there okay. saying, we no longer want to be freed. So this already seems kind of weird. Like these are inmates who've been sealed in this chamber for, you know, nine, day, 10 days maybe at this point saying, we don't want to be freed. Weird. Right? So you they two more days passed since then. So we're all up to 15. <laughs>
1: so, 15- so wait, the scientists are like, we don't want to be freed, but the scientists be like, you know, I think they're good. Let's just wait a couple more days. <laughs>
0: so yeah i guess because they, they, they you know they couldn't get in couldn't they weren't being uh
1: compliant so basically you're creeping out russian scientists basically and I'm just saying, i mean these, these are Russians. some hardcore
0: people here right <laughs> so two, two more days passed like i said and this was up to the 15th day by this point
1: okay so we're halfway point
0: halfway mark yeah so they said finally okay like you know what we need to we need to stop this we're done so they flushed to get the the stimulant gas out of the chamber filled it in with fresh air to basically just start ending the experiment. Inmates began to scream for their lives at this point. This is, this is with fresh air, fresh air, no stimulant gas, started freaking out, right? They started to, they started begging them to turn the gas back on, not to let them out or anything like that, to turn the gas back on. Researchers said, okay, no, we need to stop this. So they're sending in the soldiers to bring them out. Forcibly, what they found they were not prepared for.
1: Oh my God! Like I'm like seriously. I know people at home can't see us, but like I am, I am like so engrossed right now, like since so I'm it, not it, talking. It, it, it's it's, it's, just
0: it's crazy. This whole thing is crazy. So they. Like I said, they weren't prepared at all for what they found when they finally got into the chamber. One subject was dead, was laying face down in six inches of bloody water. Chunks of his flesh had been torn off and stuffed into the floor drain of the room. I guess because they didn't have toilets, they probably just let him just, you know, do whatever, I guess.
1: Well, I, I figured as much when you said the feces on the mirror. Well, yeah. Um, wait, is this going to get any more gross? I mean, not gross, but like graphic.
0: We're going to try to keep that to a minimum.
1: Okay, does so a warning our <laughs> listeners in case anyone has triggers.
0: Flesh torn off and stuffed into the floor drain. I think that's probably like the most graphic it's going to get. Okay. Well, except for this next part. <laughs> we'll see other subjects uh that were in there the ones that were surviving so I guess at this point there's four. four 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 still alive others uh, they were severely mutilated and a lot of those muti- uh, the injuries were self-inflicted uh, apparently it looked from what they could tell it looked like they had ripped open their own abdomens and disemboweled themselves and even eaten parts of their own flesh for those of you who can't see Leslie is staring at me intently
1: <laughs> I just I'm a little shocked because like it's not what I was expecting. I'll be honest, I thought maybe it was just going to be... When, when you first said, this is what they saw, I thought maybe it was just going to be one person still alive. Or, mm. like, I don't know, maybe different colors. I don't know what I was expecting. I was not expecting them being like, hey, you know what sounds like a good idea? Disembowelment.
0: That's right. Disemboweling ourselves. Uh, so again, you had four inmates, all telling, saying that they were terrified of falling asleep. they're They're begging. They were, like I said, they were begging them to turn this gas back on so they could stay awake. They fought way more ferociously than you would expect people in this state to be able to fight because I mean I'm not sure if, I'm not even 100% sure because it didn't say in the information that I was getting that whether they were even like I can only assume they were feeding them at some point through yeah. probably the door or something like that
1: maybe like you never know if they weren't if, if they had a door thing they could have opened it and view inside it doesn't sound like they did that
0: yeah so they may have just been in there just saying like okay so here you are <laughs>
1: That's weird because of ethereum, it was a stimulant. Like, imagine eating nothing and just drinking coffee for 30 days and staying away. Just
0: jacked up. All oh. jacked up all the time. And, like, up to, like, 100, you oh, know? Oh,
1: man, that's, that's scary right there.
0: <laughs> so, these they fought ferociously when they were trying, they were, they tried to forcibly remove them. Because at this point, they haven't even been able to get them out of the room yet.
1: Because they do not want to leave. They
0: didn't, they refused to leave. So, they soldiers went in, forcibly removed them, they fought fought hard one of the inmates actually ruptured their spleen while fighting bled out basically to the point where there was nothing left for the heart to pump still flailing around at least three minutes after they like lost that much blood so this is how this is how wired these these guys were is like they just lost everything blood-wise and they're still fighting like they're pretty much dead at that point oh wow
1: it must be what was in that stimulant?
0: I don't know. They just said it was a stimulant gas, so I can only imagine. I mean, this is the this is in the 40s. They were using all kinds of crazy stuff around that time. So immediately, they were transported to a medical facility for treatment for the last, at this point, I guess, three people who were left because one was already dead when they walked in, one bled out from the spleen rupture, and now you have three. The first person who was operated on, um, they administered an anesthetic. Immediately after the anesthetic was administered, the man's heart stopped, and he died. He died right there on the table as as soon as the anesthetic was administered. They were on; they were stimulated to the point where any anesthetic just basically just shut everything down.
1: Oh wow! So now we're down to
0: two. We're down to yeah. Now we're down to two. So the last couple they operated on without any kind of sedation. Mm. So instead of feeling any pain, and this is this is this is the kind of stuff that kind of creeps me out. So instead of feeling any kind of pain, the last two people who were being operated on laughed. They laughed hysterically while they are being operated on. Now, at this point, the doctors, I, I imagine for, for their own sanity at this point, gave them gave the subjects a, para, a paralytic agent, basically just to keep them from doing anything at this point. Because, I mean, could you imagine you're trying to work on these people and they're just laughing at you, like laughing like crazy people.
1: This is so weird. Like, it's kind of the story of the Joker, you know what I mean? When you watch the first Batman, the Keaton Batman, yeah, and he basically does all the cosmetics and everyone like dies laughing and stuff, I, mm-hmm. that's what's in my head right now.
0: Exactly, yeah. It's like just that that, that, would that, be insa- weird. that insanity. After they finally worked on these these survivors, this, they were asked them why they had done that to themselves, why they had mutilated their own bodies, why the other guy was dead. Both of them gave the same answer. Both of them answered must remain awake that any reason why if they were seeing things or whatever
1: they didn't specify <clears throat> anything else no
0: that's all they said it's Just i must remain awake so the researchers finally came to the conclusion that we have to end this experiment and the
1: oh i think it was the, already the, it was ended, basically like... ending
0: but it was a project it was a project from the government so i mean like you couldn't just just say oh i'm done So what they were trying to do at this point where they're trying to euthanize the surviving patients and erase all traces of the experiment, because...
1: Oh, is that where the urban legend comes in, where it's like, what happened? Mm, Possibly.
0: Possibly. But they were overruled by their commanding officer, who not only said he wanted the experiments to be continued immediately, but he wanted three researchers to go into the chamber along with the inmates. Probably two observe them more closely. Through the sheer horror of what they were hearing at this point from the commanding officer, the chief researcher grabbed a gun and shot his commanding officer dead, plus one of the two living subjects, last remaining subjects. So he killed his commanding officer and then turned the gun and finished off at least one of the pa- the patients. Why? Because they that was the plan in the first place. They just needed, they wanted, these people were too far gone, I, I guess, in their own, in their mind to ever be normal again. They they had screwed them up so badly that there's no coming back from this.
1: Well, what happened to the researcher?
0: Well, the last thing that he said, he pointed the gun at the last subject. He asked him, what are you? I must know. Now, this last inmate, with a smile on his face still, told the chief researcher, and this is this is kind of like a long quote. This is like the long, this is like what everything, what the his last words were to this chief researcher. He said, he said with a smile on his face again have you forgotten so easily we are you we are the madness that lurks within you all begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind we are what you hide from we are what you hide from in your beds every night We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. Researcher then shot the subject in the heart. The monitor, as the monitor flatlined on that patient's heart, his last words were so nearly free. And that is where the tale ends.
1: That was good. That was good because that creeped me out because I'm just sitting there like, what? Those three researchers... If I was one of those where they're like, "Oh, hey, you're gonna go in there next," be like, "Yeah,"
0: like I don't think so.
1: No, I don't think so. What? But what should we do? Should we have a meeting about? Boom.
0: Oh, well, okay, that's <laughs> one I way. Would. That's that's uh, that's done. Yeah, because you could imagine like after everything that they had seen, what was going on in that chamber. Like I would not ever want to be somebody who gets locked up in a room with these people because yeah. you never know what they could have done to them. They were doing that to themselves. Let alone like you just you say, "Oh, well, we, we went in there with them." But it's it's creepy and it's not even like a paranormal creepy. I know this is kind of like a little bit different than what we than the last couple of stories I've done. It's
1: unsettling. It's, and that's, it's that's, very
0: unsettling. That's the point. Mm-hmm. It's,
1: some of these stories won't be about ghosts. They won't be about the normal urban legends that you hear. But can you imagine growing up and hearing that that story from your parents? Be like, you better be good, or we're gonna send you to the sealed chamber. <laughs>
0: Could you imagine, though? That's like uh, what the what a person's... I mean, even though they were inmates, though. I mean, they were prison inmates, but that's something that their own government did to them. Yeah. They, they you know, they sealed them up into a chamber and they basically ruined them. They ruined them mentally, physically. I mean, they were just... They were animals by the time they got out.
1: That's, that's creepy.
0: And those last words that that last guy said is like, that was... The most unsettling part is like it's like he wasn't that person anymore. He was something new, and something dark.
1: It, but you know what's funny? It almost his last words kind of reminds me of stuff of like Edgar Allan Poe. And the reason I say that is because he does that. He had that um, one poem. I forgot the whole what it's called, but it has the line, um, "You know, are we in a, in nothing in a dream, but a dream." And it's always funny where I'll read that poem and I'll be like, yeah, okay, sounds creepy. But then when I'm really tired or I've been up too long or like especially when during college when you do do those overnighters where like, oh my gosh, I gotta hurry up and study for this test tomorrow. And then you read something like that and you're like, whoa, whoa really feels like a dream right now like you get in that almost fugue state yeah. and that's what it sounds like it sounds like he was doing it, this like hey we're the ones who never sleep because you're the ones who are nocturnal
0: yeah you know it's, it's like, like we're, we're the ones you're hiding from yeah like that oh, that, man. that darkness in the human psyche i guess or something like we're all mad we're all crazy in the words of the mad hatter we're all mad here
1: yeah right man that's a good one though. i like that that that's gonna be unsettling because i'm gonna be thinking about that tonight when i'm trying trying to go to sleep thanks
0: wait was it the mad hatter or was it the march hare that said that one now i forget
1: no i think it's the mad hatter was it the mad
0: hatter that makes sense but they were all crazy everybody in that story is crazy either way
1: wait now you're gonna oh my god now people are screaming at their um their podcasting like which one it is maybe
0: we should just cut that part out.
1: <laughs> no no let's leave it all right this is how we talk
0: This is how we talk. Okay, Leslie, what do you got for me today?
1: Well, I recently got back from San Francisco. And I am curious. uh, When I was in San Francisco, I was on this tour. It was called the San Francisco ghost hunt tour and it was really good the guy's name was christian and he told the stories he had history he had a little bit of magic and he told these stories we walked around um this area i think it was pacific heights in san francisco it was so good i i really enjoyed it went with my mom and i was inspired so i'm not going to do any of his stories um because that's his his stuff so if you're in san francisco definitely check it out i want to do my own so I looked no, up... We're not,
0: we're not here to steal anybody's intellectual property. Or anything yeah, right. that yeah.
1: No stealing. We no don't stealing. want to get sued here. Nope, no sue. No sue. <laughs> so I w- I was inspired to do another San Francisco urban legend. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do things a little bit different. So I'm going to tell a little story first. All right. And so I'm taking a little bit of creative license because I'm adding to the story of all the other stories I read. So there was like this story is only like one or two sentences. So I'm basically kind of add in from what everyone's accounts are
0: okay so we're gonna get a little bit of, we're getting a little bit theatrical
1: here a little bit second. theatrical okay so here we go legend has it one night there was a man driving through san francisco he was a visitor and wanting to see the sights he drives through golden gate park as he gets to the really dark area of golden gate park with no street lights the appearance of red lights fill his rear view mirror. Not knowing what he did wrong, the guy pulls over for the cop. The cop comes up to his window and tells him he spins speed in, and proceeds to write the guy a ticket. The driver accepts it and watches as the cop walks back to his car. Done with the sightseeing, he drives out of Golden Gate Park where luckily the cop doesn't follow him. Wanting to get rid of this ticket, he goes to pay his fine at the police station. When the officer behind the desk looks at the name of the cop issuing the ticket, he tells the driver that there is no cop by that name. Mm-hmm. Just then an older superior walks up here in the name and tells both the driver and the younger cop that there is an officer with that name in the pre- precinct but he's died in the line of duty 10 years ago.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: (laughs) So that was, that's uh, some facts I took from that urban legend. So that was my little, here's the facts I've heard. It's, they're called, it's called Ghost Cop of Golden Gate Park. And basically what I've read is the legend goes that if you're going through Golden Gate Park and if you see and wait, I'm sorry. If you're going through Golden Gate Park, if you see it and wait to pull over... Hold on, sorry, I, I can't even read my own notes. Okay, so if you're going through going gate Park and you get pulled over, usually you know you think, oh, it's just a regular cop, but I guess they have their own ghost cop in the park to basically catch speeders and write tickets. And I when I was reading this story, I like the I like the face that you're making, like what?
0: <laughs> it sounds like a TV show, honestly. Like like tune ghost in cop. tune in next week for Ghost Cop.
1: I actually think there was a ghost cop. Like, I feel like there was. Because what...
0: I know there's... There's whoa.
1: writers. There's like Okay, there's cops with writers. There's cops with um, actors. There's cops with other cops, of course. Buddy, buddy. There's cops with Secret Service. There's cops with FBI. Why not a cop with ghosts?
0: With well, a cop who is a ghost. Ooh. I thought that was the whole point. I was like, it was ghost cop. Ghost cop. <laughs> Fighting crime in the afterlife.
1: <laughs> no, now that
0: that... Dun, like, now dun. you're
1: describing that movie with, um is it Ryan Reynolds?
0: Oh, well, we're not going to... That's... No.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, not, it's not R.I.P.D. No, it's... It, it's, it's Aren't it's, they
1: ghost cops?
0: They Well, they're undead cops. They're not necessarily ghosts. I mean, this guy, they, they're all, like, fighting go demons, whatever. I don't remember what they were doing in that movie. But I've like, never seen it. I'm it ju- seems just,
1: like a good concept, though.
0: Well, I would say, like, this is a cop. who's like, yeah, you know, he's dead. And he's in the afterlife, and he's still just pulling people over to give them speeding tickets. That's the whole episode. It's like he's like pulling random people over and giving them, you know how fast you were going, sir?
1: Well, so, okay, so let me go what I read about the legend. So the legend is um, if you get pulled over in, into the park, a couple things happen. Either... The car, as soon as you pull over, the car will disappear behind you. So like one minute you pull over and you're getting your license and registration and you look up and the car is actually gone. And if you've ever been through San Francisco Park, it's not, it's a huge park. I think it's, I forgot how much bigger it is than Central Park. Is it Central Park? Yeah. yeah. You know what I got in my head at Central Park. Like, <laughs> friends.
0: Da, 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 da. Oh, that's enough. We can't we don't have license. Yeah, friends. don't
1: don't don't give us a strike. Okay. So the thing is though, that happens or the guy, the cop will actually come up to the window and then disappear in from the window. And to me that's more creepy because you'd be like, Oh, okay, hey officer.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm not gonna be scared if, if an entire car just vanishes behind me but if the dude's staring me in the face all of a sudden he's not there and you might be like Dude, you know how long it took me to find my registration? (laughs) Like seriously, though, I'm not even scared now. I'm just pissed.
1: So they say that if uh, you see it and you wait to pull outside of the Golden Gate Park, the cop car will disappear because it can't leave Golden Gate Park. Mm. And I was kind of like, "Ooh, you know what? I would still semi pull over because what's the worst? You're either going to get a ticket that is going to not you don't have to pay, or it's going to disappear. But if by chance you just keep going and don't pull over and it's a real cop, um, that's probably not yeah. good.
0: You'd <laughs> be like, oh, no, this is just that ghost cop I've been hearing about. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're in handcuffs, slammed onto the hood of your car. Like, like hey, officer. Like, like, officer, I swear I thought you were ghost cop. Yeah, seriously.
1: I, I Didn't you see Ghost Cop? It was didn't a really good it? movie. It was a
0: great movie. It was a great episode. It was great writing, great, you know.
1: I think it was the episode on uh, the hills of, no, the streets of San Francisco.
0: <laughs> the hills of San Francisco. Wait, what?
1: There's a movie or a movie. There was a TV show with Michael Douglas, like in the '70s. I think it's called "The Streets of San Francisco," and there were two San Francisco cops. Hmm. Am I dating myself here? I
0: think so. Yeah. We don't want to let people know how old we are, but you know. Yeah, I'm younger than you. I'm just yeah, no, saying. That's, that's that's yeah. Let's not do that.
1: <laughs> okay, so the ghost cop will uh, pull you over if you speed along the roads, not having headlights on. And parking in designated zones that do not permit parking.
0: Okay, so my question about this ghost <laughs> cop, right, is like, you know, different eras have d- had different speed limits for different areas. Is the cop, you know, do, is he is he aware of of the, the the new statutes that in in the city area? Like, if they change the speed limit from forty five to fifty, does the does the ghost cop know that, or does he say? This was the speed limit back you know, 10 years ago, so this is what I'm pulling you over for. Because I feel like that's not really fair. I'd be like, hey, look here, buddy. You died 10 years ago. The speed limit's different. Don't you see the sign right up here? Well, and you
1: know what's funny, too, is I was thinking about that, too, is it didn't give me a year when this was supposed to happen. It's just 10 years ago, and mm. then, of course, 10 years ago. So it could be, yeah, 10 years ago in the 2000s, or it could no. be in the 90s, 80s, all the way to the 40s. I want to know if they have, if it's the Ghost Cop, is it red? Because it said red lights only. No. But Not if it's red, and red blue. And blue, or how about if it's the old timey siren like that? Mm. Oh no, I was thinking like that.
0: Oh. Mm. That'd be awesome. Like, I I would love to be pulled over by some kind of like burly Irish cop from like the nineteen, you know, thirties or forties or something. It's like, it's like, oh right, lad. How do you know how fast you were going? <laughs> oh my
1: god. <laughs> It's like it's one of those same things. For those but... of you listening,
0: like I, am not sure if I did a very good Irish accent. Unless they will have to let me know, did I do a good Irish
1: accent? You didn't do a good Irish accent. I was laughing because it reminds me of uh, was it Dana Carvey and his whole thing about the Irish uh, cop going up along the the boulevard when oh. in the '30s. I don't want to go into it. Again, I don't want to yeah. like, uh, uh, <laughs> that was it, it's, it, it's <laughs> elect, uh, intellectual property is his, but the yeah, I don't even know funny. if we
0: can legally say the name Dana Carvey on our show, but well, I
1: think you can say the name. Oh, name. I don't Hulk. want to do his bit is what I'm saying. That's right. <laughs> but no, he. you just reminded me of that. But I should also warn, they had a warning on these urban legends. Like, I am not um, advocating that you do any of the legal stuff. To see if you can bring the ghost cop out, so no speed in, don't do that. And say, "Hey, I, I heard this on this <laughs> podcast. Don't do that."
0: Yeah, well, don't, and you know, let's be safe on the road, boys and girls. No drinking and driving.
1: It doesn't say ghost cop will pull you over. Okay, no, yeah, no drinking. Yeah, well, God. let's not
0: put it to the test. I mean, <laughs> ghost cop has, so far doesn't pull anybody over for public intoxication, <laughs> but let's not try it out.
1: Yeah. So okay. So you think it's creepier if the guy, the ghost cop, disappears next to you?
0: Oh, definitely. That is, like, if I'm looking him right in the eyes. I think either is. And he just goes, like a puff of smoke or something. I'd be a little unnerved.
1: Well, these are, these are been legends where you're actually, like, communicating back and forth is, so that's the three things. You know, he either gives you a ticket, he disappears by your window, or his car disappears totally. Yeah. So... I almost think it's more creepy. I mean, the first two are creepy, but almost more creepy to get the ticket than if it disappears. Because when you get the ticket, you're thinking it's real. Oh, yeah. because he's going somewhere.
0: Yeah, he physically hands you a ticket and you could feel it in your hand. Like, this is, it's not like it just went, like, it was smoke in your hands. It's like you, you grabbed the ticket, you put it in your pocket or you put it on the seat next to you, or, where you know, whatever, and it's there with you until you get to that station, and they can still, they can see the ticket, too. They, they said, they were like, oh, well, the name on the ticket.
1: Doesn't there was list. still
0: a, there was still a ticket there.
1: Yeah. So. And I think, like, all the urban legends that, for me, that really are, that really speak to me are the ones that, oh, I had picked up this hitchhiker, and they left a blank in my car and I went and delivered it the next day and it's just like it's so physical yeah. my favorite stories too I remember the guy from Sopranos I forgot his name he's the one who plays um, uh, Chrissy I think and he um, told a ghost story about um, seeing something and he even his thing and I agree with him where it now at no time does he say oh this is you know I can see through her this is weird this is like a spectral this is a ghost it was so real to him that it was more dis- like it was more disturbing that later when he find out it wasn't real that he's like no no you guys don't understand that it was just a lady or this was real and that to me is more creepy than anything yeah it,
0: it's 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 creepy when you when they're there for like an extended period of time i mean i've heard ones where a young man will be at a bar right and he'll be talking to this was this was actually a specific one I heard. I mean, I can do this on a different episode, but I figure I could kind of yeah. it's kind of along with what we're talking about now. But, you know, a young man's at a bar, uh and he's talking to uh, you know, a pretty young lady or whatever, and the lady accidentally spills a drink on his jacket and she's like, Oh here, go take it I'll, I'll wash that for you and then like, you know, you know, she tells him where he can pick the jacket up the next day or whatever. He goes the next day goes to the address and you know the lady who opens the door isn't the isn't the girl and she's like oh you know you were talking about i forgot what the name of the girl was but she's like oh she died like you know several months ago or something like that
1: Ooh, or the stories where the address is a cemetery and the thing is left on like a tombstone they, yeah
0: that's exactly because she told like they said this is where she's buried and he was like Ha oh, no you're you're you're, you're Josh and me Or whatever. So like he goes to the place and yeah, sure enough, there's her mausoleum or whatever with her name on it and his jacket still with the drink stain draped over the thing. And my one thing is like, what, she couldn't clean the jacket first? She did promise. She did promise. I mean, seriously, I mean, ghost girl, true, but it doesn't have to be a dishonest ghost girl. Makes (laughs) her look like a liar at this point. (laughs) But yeah, that's that's not that kind of stuff is creepy to me. But yeah, like you're spending time with this entity and like then you find out the next day that they're they don't exist in this world anymore and they're you were talking to a ghost for like 5 hours. It's like
1: Well, and ghost cop, it could be just an urban legend, could be based on maybe there was really a I I did look. I tried to look through some old newspapers and stuff, but I couldn't really, I mean, there's been a lot of deaths, cops deaths in um, San Francisco mm-hmm. in the last, like, I, I tried to do the turn of the century. So, yeah, maybe it is a little bit based in fact, but a lot of it probably more in legend. And just like you were telling your urban legend and I knew exactly, yeah. like, oh, it was found on this. And I think that a lot of the urban legends, they do have a little teeny basis that stuff happens to people and yeah i guess kind of blown all out of proportion oh yeah like but... i like
0: i have no way of knowing whether the russian sleep experiment actually happened i mean i wouldn't put it past people i mean because in the past even our even in our own country you know things of you know like it was there was experimentation with lsd or something like that in like the 70s or something like that right
1: yeah uh was it ultra mk ultra i think so yeah but no but what well, my whole point was is the same thing is a little bit of truth a yeah,
0: little, little bit of yeah a little bit of embellishment
1: yeah and then through the years now you have this and now you have a ghost cop who pulls over speeders and but you knew that there was someone who experienced something and i totally yeah. i am skeptic on certain things But I do believe in experiences. And that is why I think I love these legends so much. It's just because I think of that one person who told this story. And it just kept going over and
0: over. Something happened to somebody. And one thing that is a very common theme with a lot of paranormal ghost stories, things like that. Ghosts have a pattern that they follow. And when somebody says, like, this is what happened and this is what I experienced, and it was like something that, and you have a lot of people say, uh, yeah, I experienced the same thing too. It, it lends, for lack of a better word, it lends some credibility to the story because it's like, okay, well, if all these people are saying that they've experienced it, then it's, it's at least it sounds real.
1: Well it's like when I when I said I went on this um ghost walk tour and he had stories that people on the tour experience and mm-hmm. he was telling us those stories and you kind of sat there and you and he was really good but you kind of sit there and you kind of think oh I kind of hope I don't have an experience and then you kind of do, I kind of hope I have an experience but like you know it's like one half and one half but it's I... really interesting when he was telling the stories, and he said, "Oh, the whole group saw this, or two or three people saw this." When it's multiple people, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm skeptical on some things, but I really do believe that there's something else out there. Oh
0: yeah, I, I, I believe that. I also have, I also believe that I would be happy if I went the rest of my life without actually meeting a ghost, because I'd be like, eh, they can stay away from me. That's cool you should have continued
1: going with me with those ghost hunts because I did see something
0: no I know we went on that one and the whole time it's like and you have no way of knowing that whether you're going to see something or not but the whole time I expected to see something or well that place feel,
1: was creepy I'm or, not gonna, or let's feel not mention something. where we went because I don't want well it.
0: I don't remember where we yeah. went anyways <laughs> but either way I mean yeah it's like you, you, you get into that certain atmosphere and you're like I feel like I'm going to see or feel something
1: yeah, so you're heightened, so yeah,
0: you're 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 on edge Yeah, you're like exactly. I like when you go to see a scary movie, like you, you, you know the music tenses up or you you know something's gonna come, you just don't know what, you don't know when, but it's gonna come and you're gonna you know scream like a little girl at the at that exact moment. That's not my experience because you know that's I don't I don't scream like a little girl in a, in when I see horror movies, not at all, no, no siree, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But, girlishly girlishly <laughs> yeah. yeah you get into that certain atmosphere and you definitely become a believer really fast
1: right and the, I feel I like those stories where it was when it is multiple people because just what you describe if you're by yourself and then you know, you hear scratch somewhere, you're like, you're not thinking it could be a twig next to the window, it could be a cat, you could, you're, you're already thinking, like, Oh my god, why is that? Was that? Was that? Was that? Was that? But when there are other people around, and you think, Oh, they're calm. Oh, you know, it it's a different experience. And I love urban legends. I like t- hearing urban legends because, especially how you tell them, Man, I, I was so creeped out about yours. It's so unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things where I think, especially with the Golden Gate Ghost Cop. There, there's actually a more famous one in Golden Gate. I guess it's a, it's a woman in the lake. But I really wanted to do, do this one because it didn't have as many, and that's what I kind of like about it. I'm like, oh, this one's a little unknown one, and that's why I want to try to do. I want to try to do more legends that are a little more unknown. I'll put in favorites once in a while, but I kind of like the unknown ones. It's, yeah, it's fun.
0: The ones that people aren't already aware of i don't know if mine's like a common knowledge one or not but
1: i've heard of it but i've only heard of it because we we research it
0: yeah it pops up for me every once in a while when i was looking for other ones um,
1: I know my google It's so funny because I've been google and urban legends so now like when I, I log on they're like hey did you hear about this it's like no stop it Google <laughs> like I don't want to be scared
0: like I'm trying to find like you know
1: happy stuff now. happy stuff but good job I loved yours
0: yeah, I love yours it was a very good story
1: yeah so like I said that first part of a guy that's basically what all the stories are but they tell it in like one paragraph I'm like oh I'll put
0: i will say metric. that is like the pettiest ghost i've ever seen i've ever heard of though
1: or he's very
0: dedicated <laughs> he's very dedicated his like, purpose he pff, man dude dead he needs to stop <laughs> i'm like why does he runs off tickets in his book i like to think that since he's a ghost he has like unlimited supernatural tickets to use
1: do you think he has a quota to fill
0: I don't know. Do you think he's got like a ghost superior officer who says like, "All right, well, you can't, you can't make your ascension until you've got like, you oh, know, it, at, at least you know, sixty tickets under your belt by the end of the month, Mister."
1: It needs to be like, no, no, no. His his captain needs to be like the guy from uh, any '80s cop buddy movie. And I don't want. <laughs> he's got to be like
0: a Dennis Franz kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, I don't
1: want to yell because I don't want to But you know, it's like, hey. Murtaugh get in here! Like you know, from yeah. Lethal Weapon. It's like, and then they just start I'm yelling. I'm getting
0: too old for this.
1: <laughs> like, I want your badge. I want you know, your like, ghost
0: book. Like you're a loose cannon, Murtaugh <laughs> well,
1: no, we can't. Want call, your badge. We can't call our ghost cop Myrtle because it's a Lethal Weapon. Well, Murray, Okay, we keep Murphy. Murray. Murphy.
0: I'm pretty sure there's one like that too. Sounds just sounds like a cop name, but you know. Yeah. But yeah, exactly though. It's petty. <laughs> Is all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> well, at least you don't have to pay it.
0: Well, that's true, but you know, you still feel the need to like go all the way down to the police station, and then you look like a fool. You're just sitting there like, oh, I have this ticket to pay, and they're like, that dude's this dude's dead. Oh and,
1: well, but now a lot of the um, stuff is online. So what happens if you try to put it in? <laughs> so now you don't even get that like physical person of telling you it's someone's dead. Now you just get that like, yeah, this ticket's bogus. Like,
0: like this ticket number could not be found, and then you're not like sitting. You're kind of like in limbo. Is like, do I need to pay it or do I not need to pay it? Well, I don't want to get in trouble over this, but you know.
1: Oh, cause, okay. So when I went to San Francisco, and I didn't know this at the time, so I got cash and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna pay these tolls. So the first one I pay, okay, cool, five bucks. And then I get to the Golden Gate, and because we were coming up, it just said, don't stop. You know, keep driving. So I go. I thought
0: you were going to say, like, don't stop. And I was going to say, believe.
1: (laughs) Don't give us a strike. (laughs) Okay. But it said, don't stop. Stop. So I kept going, and I told my mom, "Like, wait a minute, where do we? There's no no one at the toll thing. Did I? And I seriously thought I got in the wrong lane because I thought I got in the one that you buy a passport. Yeah. Well, I guess since 2013 they don't do tolls anymore. So you you go through. They take a picture of your. License plate, and you go online, or you wait for the the mail thing, and they send say how much you owe for toll. It sounds so
0: impersonal. I like to get pulled over by somebody in person. <laughs> I
1: Don't know. what well, now I'm thinking about ghost cop, and I'm like, why do not you just type in? Like, well, at the yeah.
0: very least, it's, it's even though it seems petty to me, at least you know what he's got the he's got the decency to give you that ticket face to face or face to seat. face to ectoplasm.
1: Or unless he disappears.
0: Oh yeah, then I'm like, wait, wait, these mean that I pulled over for nothing. So, and <laughs> again. You know how long it takes a person to find the registration in their glove compartment sometimes?
1: Actually, mine's mine's right there.
0: Shut up, Leslie.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, and there's another thing. So it said, I know I mentioned this, but I know it said, like, you have to, when you exit out, it disappears. Mm. I always thought about that, like, so he can't leave Golden Gate Park. There's a lot in Golden Gate Park. There's a lot to do and a lot to see. But do you think that after a while, he's just kind of like, hmm. No speeders today. Kind of boring. Do
0: you think that, like, you said there's, like, a lot of stuff to do? you think that, are there, like, food vendors and such around there? Or... I mean, so, like, there's, does...
1: like, a cafe by Stella Oh, I was like,
0: right. I wonder if, like, the, you know, the barista, like, sees, like, you know, a ghost cop, like, pulling up and asking for, uh, you know, a macchiato or something but, like that. But that's
1: what I'm saying. Like, okay, if you break the law in your car, you see this ghost cop. I wonder if you see him anywhere else. I'm really curious. <laughs> like, I couldn't find any <laughs> else, like, you literally stro-
0: strolling about. And I was like, hey, pick up that dog poop. <laughs>
1: I started thinking about that when I was reading this because like I said they were very short like instances of what's supposed to happen. Anyway, I just thought that was a good one.
0: That was a very good one, yeah. It, it's, it, it's good that it's like it's short, but it's 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 easy to add on to. I think it's what makes that kind of urban legend good.
1: Oh yeah. And when you really like when you really start thinking about it, it kind of is weird because now you think well in this age day and age, is that story going to live on? Through this podcast it will. Hey, and if you're in San Francisco and you've got your own story about Ghost Cop, oh, totally tell me. Because now I'm all about San Francisco urban legends ever since I... She's
0: all about Ghost Cop. Ghost
1: Cop. Coming this fall.
0: Coming this fall. (laughs) Okay. We won't say any specific stations, but you know.
1: Yeah, trademark, trademark. That's
0: right. (laughs) So, anyways, to wrap things up for us today on this episode of Legends in the Dark, if you have any... Urban legends that you would like to send to us, and let us know anything that you want us to pl- to talk about on our show. Please go ahead and send us an email at yeah. podcastlegends at gmail.com.
1: And also, you can contact us on our Facebook page. I think it's private right now, but request a friend, and we'll add you on.
0: We'll add you on. It's
1: uh, Legends in the Dark at Facebook. That's right. Let us know what how we're doing. Only positive reviews, of course.
0: That's right.
1: Finger guns. <laughs> 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 cuts. I love that.
0: So, until next time, my name is Jason.
1: And I'm Leslie.
0: And remember, don't worry about it. Don't be too afraid of any of the things we've been talking about today because they are, in fact, fictional. Or, or... are they? Da da da!